Praise God, Jesus is coming again. Let's turn in our Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, please, this morning. I trust you have a Bible to look on to. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verse number 15. The Gospel of Mark chapter 5, verse 15. It reads, And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid let's bow for prayer oh god in heaven we are grateful for the reminder that uh, our lord and savior jesus christ is coming again and i pray oh god that you'd Uh, So find us ready and prepared for that wonderful moment. And we pray, O God, that you'd meet each one at that point of spiritual need this morning. Thank you for the blessing of this past week with the Holiday Bible Club. And uh, we ask now for your blessing upon our children and upon our time together now as we study your eternal word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask and pray. Amen. Our theme for this month is a focus on having the mind of Christ, a passion to live with the mind of Christ. Within this chapter, our Lord Jesus is confronted by a a man possessed by many evil spirits. We call this demon possession. In fact, people can be demon possessed even to this very day. This man was miraculously delivered from this condition. And we find him totally changed. And that is the witness of verse 15. That he was sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. So the Bible teaches us that this man's life was changed. Changed by Jesus Christ. He was sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. Now this is what God does in each individual that receives the Lord Jesus Christ as their own personal saviour, no matter their current state. He changes lives. He changed the life of this individual. In fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible teaches us, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We read here in Mark chapter 5 of a man that has been changed for the better. 
The Bible teaches us in verse 15, this man is in his right mind. He's not only seated at the feet of the Lord Jesus, he's clothed, he's in his right mind. He was once a tormented lunatic that nobody could, could control, but now he is seated at the feet of the Lord Jesus in his right mind. I'd like for us to focus upon this little phrase here, right mind. And the title of my sermon this morning is How to Have a Right Mind. How to Have a Right Mind. The word right here means sound, to be sound in mind or to be sane to be in control of our mind. This man was out of control, literally out of control. But now we find him in his right mind. Is it possible to be in control of our minds? That is what goes in, what remains within, what we think upon, and what flows out of our minds into words and actions, is it possible to have control? The answer is yes. Oh yes. The Bible answer is yes. Because note there in Philippians chapter 4, please. Philippians chapter 4, at the end of verse 8 it reads, Think on these things. To think on what things? Things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So the Bible teaches us that what you think upon is in your control, can be controlled. And in fact, in Titus chapter 2 verse 6, young men are exhorted to be sober-minded, to be sober-minded. They're encouraged to keep their thoughts in control. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13, please, let's turn there, 1 Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1 verse number 13. It reads, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. The word gird there means to tighten up, to tighten, to take control of the loins. The illustration is of putting on a belt and tightening up. The Bible teaches us that we are to tighten, maintain control of that which flows in and out of our minds. Wherefore, gird up, tighten up the loins of your mind, be sober, take control, 
and hope to the end. It is possible to change our minds from incorrect thinking to correct thinking and vice versa. And we see that illustrated there in the book of Acts, chapter 28, verse number 6, where the people, Malta, changed their mind, changed their opinion of the Apostle Paul. Though their change of mind was not a correct assessment, they changed their mind. They once had one opinion of the Apostle, but then they changed their opinion of the Apostle. It is possible to change our minds. For example, from incorrect thinking to correct thinking. We all contemplate, we all chew over thoughts in our minds. Like Mary of old, Mary who was espoused or engaged to Joseph. Note there in Luke chapter 1, please. The Gospel of Luke chapter 1. Bear with me, we'll be looking at a number of passages this morning. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, note here in verse 28 and 29, the Bible reads, And the angel came in unto her, that is Mary, and said, Hail, thou that art highly favoured. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, not above women. Among women, not above women. Note verse 29. And when she saw him, when she saw the angel Gabriel, she was troubled, understandably. She was troubled at this saying, what saying? Blessed art thou among women. And note the next little phrase in verse 29. And cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. The word cast here is an interesting word. It comes from a base word, dialogue. To dialogue, to talk through, to dialogue. So she cast in her mind. See, we all contemplate, we all chew over thoughts in our minds like Mary in hearing that God had chosen her among women, as I've said, not above women, for a special task and she was casting in her mind, contemplating in her mind, what's all this about? Chewing it over in her mind, what does this mean? Blessed among women. She was having a private dialogue with herself within her mind, just like what you and I do all the time, do we not? Talk to me. We all talk to ourselves. 
Sometimes we catch one another out. (laughs) But we all dialogue in here. And this is what Mary did. She was casting in her mind, she was considering, now what's going on here? What did he mean by what he said to me? We can be guilty of chewing over thoughts in our minds that will trouble us and in fact be noticeable by others. A good example of that is in 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 20. Samuel told Saul that he should not concern himself with the whereabouts of his father's donkeys. And basically he said to Saul, there are more important things to set your mind on because Samuel was referring to Saul becoming the first king of Israel. So don't we all at times occupy our time with thoughts that are not relevant, not true, and will never happen? (laughs) Who should be central in our thinking? Well, the answer there is in the Gospel of Mark once again, this time in chapter 12. Go back to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. See, the man delivered of demonic possession there in chapter 5 was found in his right mind. One that has a right mind is focused upon And the answer is here in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, and it reads, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Our love and devotion, our love and full devotion to God needs to be the central focus of our mind. When man turns his back on God and rejects God in his thinking, we would expect consequences. And this is what we see today. A lot of people not in their right mind, not in control of their mind, not sane in their mind because God is not in the picture and the Bible teaches us that we need to love God with our total being inclusive of our minds what you think upon is your choice when man turns his back on God and rejects God in his thinking we would expect consequences 
And this is exactly what we see today. We have an escalation of mental health issues today. To an average of one in four, we are told, one in four Australians have a mental health issue. One in four, we are told, that have a mental health issue. That's a lot of people. May I say the term, the category mental illness is a misnomer. Can it be proven the mind can be sick? You can't prove the mind can be sick. Mental illness? Yes, the brain, the organ of the brain, but the mind be sick? The mind is part of the immaterial spiritual soul, the mind, will, and emotions. The brain is an organ, it's a body part, one of many body parts. My friend, this morning I'd like to submit to you that from a biblical perspective, I propose to you that a so-called mental illness is simply a spiritual issue. Not an organic, that is, physical body issue that requires psychiatric drugs. See, we have noted in Mark chapter 5, a man that was once out of control, crazy, uncontrollable had a crazy uncontrollable mind no man could control him but this man was transformed by the Lord Jesus Christ who changed his life to the point that he had a right mind he was sitting clothed in his right mind. What you think upon is your choice. And what you allow in here will affect, infect you, either for the good or for bad. It's your choice. This man of the Gadarenes who was controlled by many, many demons, at least 2,000 demons possessed this man. No wonder he was a maniac. But Jesus Christ delivered him. And we read of him in his right mind at the feet of the eternal Son of God. Jesus Christ changed his life. My friend, this morning a right mind comes from being right with God. A right mind comes with being right with God. There is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And just like this man in Mark chapter 5, realized that he had a very serious problem. He was out of control. 
And he made the decision in seeking Jesus Christ, endeavoring to worship him. No doubt understanding that Jesus Christ was the answer to his problem. And my friend, we all have a serious problem called sin. And we need to accept before God that we are sinners. We live in a broken world, full of broken lives. And the more man turns his back on God, the more man will struggle trying to live life without God. And this is why we have an absolute escalation of mental health issues today. You turn your back on God, when man is created in the image of God to worship God, you can expect problems. One plus one equals two. Yeah, simple. This man understood that Jesus Christ was his only answer. And he sought Jesus Christ, he sought to worship him, and Jesus Christ honoured this man's faith, and this man was delivered of his possession, and he came into a relationship with Jesus Christ to the point that he wanted to remain with Jesus Christ. And my friend, this morning, may I submit to you, if you and I are to truly have a right mind, then we need to be right with God. The Bible teaches us all our works of righteousness are as filthy rags. We can only be right with God when we accept the righteousness of Christ. That is, by faith we believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin. He was buried and he rose again and we acknowledge him as our saviour our Redeemer, and we invite Him to save us from sin. And likewise, you and I can be found as this man of old, seated, clothed, and in our right man, and with a right mind before the eternal Son of God. See, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. The Bible teaches us. And as we have noted already, and I'll note, stress once again, this man here in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verse 15, he is in his right mind. Because he now has the mind of Christ. And my friend, this morning, if you will acknowledge your need of a Saviour, that before a holy God you are sinful, in need of forgiveness, and if you are prepared to believe the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ died, was buried and rose again, and in believing the gospel you will in simple faith receive Jesus Christ to be your personal saviour from sin, God will change your life. This man of the Gadarenes lacked peace in every form. 
But here in Mark chapter 5, verse 15, he is seated in his right mind. This man is no longer out of control in torment, but he is at peace with God and before fellow man. See, note there in 1 Corinthians, please, chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. In verse 16. When a person receives Jesus Christ as their own personal Savior, the Bible teaches... That person has positionally the mind of Christ. Note there at the end of verse 16, but we have the mind of Christ. The man of the Gadarenes had the mind of Christ. He was seated in his right mind. No longer out of control. He was at peace. Note there in Romans chapter 5, please, verse number 1. Romans chapter 5, verse number 1. A mark of a person that's in their right mind is peace. Because they are at peace with God. Note here in Romans 5, 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Then go to Philippians, please, chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 7. So we have peace with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ as our Saviour and therefore we can experience the peace of God. And that's what the man of the Gadarenes knew in his, uh, knew personally, the peace of God. Note here in Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This once madman is now positioned, seated, unashamedly clothed with a right mind. My friend, you and I can live with a right mind. We can live with the mind of Christ and think godly. Think thoughts that are honourable to God. But it begins by entering into a relationship with Jesus Christ because we need to be made right. Because we are not right before a holy God. We are sinners. That's the point of beginning. We need to be right with God. And if you and I are right with God, then we can have a right mind. In the power of the Holy Spirit, we can live our lives with a right mind. You will have the power to will and to do of God's good pleasure, and that includes to think biblically. It's God that works in you both to will and to do of his good 
pleasure. So positionally, we have the mind of Christ. So practically, in the power of the Holy Spirit, you and I can think biblically. Let's be aware of some of these wrong thoughts that can creep into our minds. See, we can be shaken in mind. We can be troubled in mind. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2 talks about being shaken in mind. Be troubled in mind in relation to the future. Are you shaken in mind this morning? No need to be. If you have the mind of Christ, no need to be. Do you have a troubled mind this morning? What about a faint mind? Do you feel like quitting in your mind? Are you saying to yourself, I've had enough? I've had enough. Note there in Hebrews chapter 12, please. Third verse reads, For consider him, that is Jesus Christ, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, who suffered so much, as it refers to in verse 2, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Are you troubled in mind this morning? Are you faint in mind this morning? Are you double-minded this morning? Unstable, indecisive, not sure what to do. In James chapter 1, it talks about a person that is double-minded. In James 1.8 it reads, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Are you troubled in mind this morning? Are you faint in mind this morning? Are you double-minded this morning? Oh, the Bible talks about the fact that you and I can think biblically and the Bible talks about you and I being of a right mind. We can be of sorrow, sorrow of mind, the Bible teaches us in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 65. Sorrow. Or grief of mind, Genesis chapter 26, verse 35. 
when Isaac and Rebekah realized their son Isaac, uh, Esau pardon me, had married two unbelievers, two wives that were not believers, the Bible says they, were, they had grief. They had a grief of mind. Sorrow of mind, double-minded, faint in mind, shaken in mind. How can we maintain a right mind as Christians? Well, it is possible, my friend, but you need to make sure first and foremost that you are a Christian, that you have positionally the mind of Christ. that you have personally invited Jesus Christ to be your saviour and in receiving Jesus Christ as your saviour positionally, you have the mind of Christ so practically you can live with the mind of Christ and be termed as an individual that has a right mind. Our minds need to be filled with that which enables us to think biblically, and that is the Word of God. Romans chapter 12, please, verse 2. It reads, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable, that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, our minds need to be filled with the mind of God which is found within the pages of Holy Scripture. We need to fill our minds with God's Word. And if our minds are filled with the Word of God, then we will have and maintain a right mind. There's a lot of people out there that are not of right mind because they have no time for God. They have no time for the Word of God. And you and I as Bible-believing Christians, we can maintain a right mind and give the evidence of the peace of God, peace with God, like the man of the Gadarenes when we fill our minds with the Word of God. Because our minds need to be cleansed and renewed, do they not? They do, don't they? A lot of junk out in the world. Have you noticed that? And most of us are checking our phones and filling our minds with junk every day. To what avail? Screws up your mind. When you hear about so-and-so that did this to this child or so-and-so that did this to this woman or this country is doing this to this country, what good is that for our minds? But pastor, don't you need to know what's taking place in the world? Don't you need to know? No. You need to know what's worth knowing. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. That's why many people do not have a right mind because they're filling their minds with junk and trash and rot. 
But you and I as Bible-believing Christians, we have the mind of Christ. And we have the eternal Word of God. And we need to fill our minds with this book. And the Word of God will renew, renovate, restore, cleanse our minds. Now this might involve some housekeeping. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, please. Quickly, I'm almost there. Note here in verse 5, it reads, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every, let's say it together, thought to the obedience of Christ. How do we do that, Pastor? By the Word of God. With the Word of God, we cast down those thoughts that are not honourable to Jesus Christ. Because the Bible teaches us that you and I can choose what we think upon. And we need to have our minds renewed with the Word of God. Thy Word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119, verse 11. We need to hide the Word of God in our hearts so when those Horrible thoughts come in that we pull out the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we chop them down. And by meditating in the Word of God and memorizing the Word of God, this not only purifies our minds. But during a moment of crisis where you're feeling troubled, for example, or you're feeling faint and weary, or you're feeling indecisive, or you're feeling sorrowful or uh, grief, that you can recall the Word of God to mind and then God promises hope thereby. Note here in Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations, Jeremiah, Lamentations chapter 3. I'll close with this. Jeremiah the prophet witnessed the, the destruction of Jerusalem. His heart was broken and he saw as he witnessed the destruction of his beloved city, and the destruction of his own people whom he loved. And note here in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21, this I recall in my mind. Therefore have I hope. Jeremiah decided, enough's enough. I'm going to stop feeling sorry for myself. I'm going to gird up the loins of my mind. I'm going to tighten up my thoughts because as I witness the destruction all around me, I'm grieved and I'm sorrowful, I'm troubled. 
But this I recall to my mind, he said. Look at verse 22. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Hey, I'm still here, he said to himself. His compassions, they fail not. They knew every morning, great is God's faithfulness. God is my portion. I've got still God. Our city's in ruins, but I've still got my God. Therefore, he said, I have hope. Because he recalled in his mind. My friend, this morning you do not need psychiatric drugs. You need to fill your mind with the book, the Word of God. That's the problem today with people. They've got no time for this, no time for God. And guess what? Problems. Problems. So how can we maintain a right mind? Well, first and foremost, we need to be right with God. And my friend, if you've yet to receive Jesus Christ as your own personal saviour, I invite you this morning to receive him. Because in your sin, you are not right with God. That's where it begins, being right with God. And by receiving Jesus Christ as Saviour, the Bible teaches we have the mind of Christ. And we have the mind of Christ spelled out in Scripture. And we can choose what we think upon and what we don't think upon Talk to me. Yeah. Oh, but pastor, I can't help it. Yes, you can. Don't lie to me. You're calling God a liar when he tells us, think on these things? God's no liar. We must think biblically. If you and I would spend more time in this book then listening to negative news will be better off. Yes! Yes! The word mind is mentioned no less than 137 times in the Bible. The word mind... Tonight... Don't worry, we won't look up all the 137. (laughs) But we'll look up some of those and be reminded of the kind of mind I can choose to have, negatively or spiritually. It's up to you. The man of the Gadarenes was found seated, clothed in his right mind. May God help us to live life with a right mind. And it's possible in Jesus Christ. Let's bow for prayer.